So, Dr. Rao, you've been involved with TCT for many years, is that correct? Oh, yeah, for, uh, geez, probably 10 to 12 years now. And tell me, why is it such an important meeting for you? So it is the um, one of the largest interventional cardiology meetings in the world, and it's certainly the largest uh, American uh, interventional cardiology conference. So it's, it's almost a must-attend for people who are interventional cardiologists. And over that, you know, the decade-plus that you've been attending – how has how has the field changed? What have what have you seen? How's the meeting changed? What has that evolution been like? Well, I think you know what's amazing about TCT as a conference is that they're the organizers, and I'm on the organizing committee. Work, you know, they're, they're really constantly trying to uh, meet the changing educational needs and the way people learn uh, over time. So a great example of that is, uh, you know, five years ago, every single attendee at TCT received a free tablet. When you registered and you came and you showed up, all the faculty, all the attendees got a free tablet. And that tablet was already preloaded with the TCT app. You could take it to the sessions. You can get your CME right after you go to the session. You could ask questions through the app. Um, you know, it was really an amazing, very, very forward thinking kind of uh, approach that they took. And this was before any other meeting had tried something like that. Um, similarly, this past year, for example, they recognize that the breadth and the types of interventional cardiology procedures are rapidly changing. And so practicing clinicians needed to really have hands-on experience with some of these different techniques. So they had an entire pavilion dedicated to hands-on learning for different types of procedures. Again, a really unique kind of venue to learn these kinds of things. The other thing I was going to ask, you know, you were moderating numerous uh, panels and, and sessions throughout TCT this year. Tell me a little bit about what you found to be the most compelling. What was the science that really is sticking with you? Well, I think the biggest news that came out of TCT was, were the results of the COAP trial, which was the randomized trial of guideline-directed medical therapy versus uh, you know, percutaneous mitral valve repair using a specific device called the MitraClip uh, in patients with what's called functional mitral regurgitation. This is a patient population for whom we have very, very few therapeutic options. There's always been a suspicion that potentially fixing the mitral regurgitation would be beneficial, but there really hasn't been any data to support that particular approach until now. This trial clearly showed that using the MitraClip device to repair functional mitral regurgitation in the patients who qualified for the trial not only reduced uh, rehospitalization for heart failure, but actually reduced mortality. And it's the first mitral valve therapy in that population that's ever been shown to improve survival. That, that's really a tremendous landmark study that's really going to change medical practice, and I think really improve the lives of the patients that we treat. Um, beyond that, there were a whole host of really fascinating uh, papers that came out and research presentations around different stent platforms and different populations and uh, all aspects of interventional cardiology that we're interested in, such as radiation safety, um, uh, radial versus femoral approach, so really a, a, a really wide array of data that came out for um, practicing interventional cardiologists to apply in their practices. Talk to me a little bit about your role in that. You, you mentioned the radial versus femoral approach, and I know something that, yeah. that we've gotten used to hearing from you is, is radial first. Tell me a little bit about your work in, in making that the, the standard of care or trying to move toward that. Give us some of the background there. Sure. Um, so it was really sort of a team effort. You know, I had done a lot of work with Drs. Rob Califf, Bob Harrington, Eric Peterson around sort of the broad topic of cardiovascular safety, specifically as it applied to reducing the risk of bleeding complications um, in patients undergoing 
coronary or cardiac procedures. And, and as part of that, uh, there was some preliminary data that uh, suggested that using the radial artery approach for PCI was safer than the femoral approach, but the trials are small, uh, not a lot of U.S.-based data, and we know that there are significant practice variations across countries. Uh, so we did a, a paper um, where uh, we looked at a large U.S.-based data set and showed that there was a strong association between the use of radial access and a reduction in bleeding complications, but it was observational data, it wasn't randomized. And around that same time, we started adopting radial approach in our practices. This was around 2006. Uh, so we started getting a lot of expertise with it as well. And then there was enough interest in, in the area that there were a series of big randomized trials that we either led or participated in, the first of which was the rival study. That was a 7,000 patient randomized trial of which the US was a participant. I was on the steering committee of that, showing that radial approach reduces vascular complications. And then DCRI, led the safe PCI for women trial, which is still, even to this day, the only randomized trial in interventional cardiology performed solely in women. Um, and it was a completely US-based trial comparing radial versus femoral approach in women who are very high risk for bleeding and found that uh, radial access reduced the risk of bleeding by 70% in women undergoing PCI. We also started getting interested in the idea of training people to do it because there were very few. We did a, a survey study of 200 interventional cardiologists. We published this too, where we tried to figure out what the barriers were to people adopting it, and we found that the barrier fell into sort of three big buckets. One was physicians say, my administration doesn't support this. My, uh, number two was, I don't believe the data. And number three was, well, I just don't have opportunities for training. <clears throat> so we thought, well, we can address the lack of belief in the data by generating more data. The My administration doesn't support it, and my uh, uh, I don't have an opportunity for training were both opportunities for training. So we started doing a series of training courses here too at Duke as well as nationally through professional societies. Um, and I guess all of that led up to December of 2017 when I was uh, faculty for the SCAI fellows course, I gave a talk and two of the fellows came to me and said, Dr. Rao, you're not on Twitter. And I said, no, I'm not. And they said, well, we think you should join because it's just a great way to disseminate information. I wasn't really familiar with Twitter very much then. And so I sort of joined and started figuring out how it worked. And I called two of the fellows that convinced me to join. Neither of them were Duke fellows. And I said, you know, this is a potentially powerful platform to bring radial education to an international audience in sort of a scaled up way. I mean, what we've been doing is saying, oh, we're going to rent out a hotel for a weekend and have people come. But you reach maybe 30 people like that. Twitter, you can reach thousands. And so we convinced some radial experts around the world to also join Twitter. And we decided to launch a hashtag radial first in February of 2000, I'm sorry, it was December 2016, so it was February 2017 when we launched it. Um, and it sort of has really taken off. I mean, in one, I think in, I don't want to say in six months, it got something like 17 million impressions. So I think, you know, the, all of that has really been towards trying to improve patient outcomes and make sure that we're following scientifically robust data in our practices.